This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Let us take you on a journey. Misadventures in sound with Vicky and Amanda. We'll tell stories and create connections with your new favourite sounds, including New Zealand faves and rarities. We're just two music geeks trying to make our way in the world and we're taking you along for the ride. Misadventures in Sound, 7pm every second Saturday on ORFM Dunedin and podcast from oar.org.nz. Kia ora. You're on Misadventures in Sound with Vicky and Amanda on ORFM 105.4 FM Dunedin on and podcast on oar.org.nz. Yeah, it is that time again. We are here to take you down our own little journey of music. And today, tonight, tonight, we are going to take you down the journey of Britpop. We're going to play our favourite tunes and the ones that probably mean the most to when it comes to when you think of Britpop. What do you think of when I say the word Britpop, Amanda? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, I have thought about this a lot. I have uh, actually given a couple of lectures on Britpop. No way. I have. Why uh, wasn't I attending? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I somehow think I may have, you know, put my own thoughts and feelings into that rather than, you know. Um, Why not? You're the one standing <laughs> in the front of the room. It's true. Um, well, actually, it's 30 years to um, this year since Suede, who are seen as the first band who, at least if not were part of Britpop, started, you know, that, that trend of, of British music coming back um, into focus yeah. uh, as opposed to grunge and all that American um, material that was around out. So it's 30 years since Suede released their, their debut album and there's a whole range of um, reissues and stuff going on about that. But Yeah, so just to be clear, we're doing 90s Britpop, not the first wave, which was, I mean, you can say that there was a 60s Britpop. Well, yeah, I mean, British popular music, but Britpop is, um, you know, is being very patriotic and, mm. you know, bringing back the Union Jack. And yeah. there's a whole lot of stuff around that. And let's be honest Britpop has not aged well as a genre some of the mu- you know the music has but as as a genre mm, uh, why is that uh, basically because it's very uh, they had this idea of laddism so mm-hmm, it's quite sexist mm-hmm. and yeah. one of the big things about Britpop is that there's not a lot of women involved uh, but you can't really count the Spice Girls, can you? No, because Britpop really ended around 1997 mm-hmm. um, that was really the start of a new era of girl and boy groups yes yeah, see that was when i was coming of age and so yeah. a lot of the tunes that i've that i've picked have probably a little bit post 97 mm. um or around that time yeah well you know you, you've just said about 90s uh this, this material is from the 90s mine isn't oh was <laughs> the 80s uh no 2000s uh, now oh so I, I do have a couple of 90s uh Britpop, yeah. um, uh, bands in there, uh, but I'm, I've got new material, well, newer material from Pulp and Suede and Bernard Butler as well. I say gorillas on your list. Yes! And yes, yes uh, Vicky asked me if uh, we could get some gorillas. I'm uh, so the excited. New, the new gorillas. So um, I had to get the one with Stevie Nicks on it because I always have to get the one with Stevie Nicks. Of course, of course. Of course. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so we've got a great show and we'll talk about Britpop and, you know, um, its its effects and its, you know. How uh, we got into it. How we got into it and, mm. you know, why there is a New Zealand band uh, featured in this show as well. 
I am looking forward to that explanation, actually, because like you, dear listener, I have no idea. Amanda's always on top with this stuff. Do you think, though, we should start with suede, considering it's been 30 years? Do you think yes, we should start with yes, suede? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so this song is called um, That Boy on the Stage, and it's from their album Auto Fiction, which came out last year. So the journey of suede, um, they you know burst onto the scene. They're hugely influential, hugely popular. Um, after their second album, the guitarist and songwriter Bernard Butler left. Mm, and they created Bernard Butler Trio. No, he did right? not create the Bernard Butler Trio. No, um, my heart broke because I've always, always loved the incarnation of Suede. That's how they. Is that not the same person? Bernard Butler. Yeah. He's a guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, there's only one Bernard Butler, the musician, as far as I know. So why is that band called the Bernard Butler Trio? There's no band called the Bernard Butler Trio. Oh, I swear to Lord, there is. Well, I'm um, going to Google this. Okay, if there's a band called the Bernard Butler Trio, then it might be a tribute band. I don't know. It might be. You could be uh, right, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, Bernard went on to do a number of things. Uh, McCallmont and Butler, um, he and Brett Anderson reunited a decade later to form The Tears, um, and he's been doing a lot of stuff. He um, produced the first Duffy album. Ooh. Um, and one, well, co-produced the first Duffy album and won a Grammy so he's done a lot of things um, and we'll come back to Bernard later uh, but Suede carried on they got two new band members um, after Bernard left um, they continued on to about 2002 2003 then they sort of went on hiatus or without saying split up because well it was a splitting up without saying it was a splitting up so you know on hiatus kind of like Abba yeah but yeah uh, uh, that's another story for another day. <laughs> but in 2010, uh, Roger Daltrey actually asked them to reform for the Teenage Cancer oh, Cast. Of course he did. Show. Good on him. And they played a storming gig, and basically they stayed together. They decided that they weren't. They wanted to be a band again, and they have released four really, really good records. So that's cool. Me bringing you around to saying that this song is called "That Boy on the Stage," and Brett Anderson has written it about himself and his alter ego when he gets on the stage because he's a different beast on the stage, and he was very, very well known for um, uh, doing things with a microphone. No, you know, not anything lewd, but he had this has had this maneuver on stage with a microphone, and so it really became part of his persona. Um, so uh, this is the band My Heart, Suede. Before you start, yeah. I was corrected. It was the John Butler Trio. The John Butler Trio. So don't pay attention to anything I have to say. <laughs> I am wrong. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we have That Boy on the Stage by Suede. <laughs>
that so, finished when I didn't want it to. I wanted more. So that boy on the stage, or Brett Anderson, mm. um, yeah, that's from Suede's Autofiction. And Autofiction, they've called their um, punk album. It's not a punk album, but it's their version of a punk album. Sure. Um, and there's some really cracking songs in it. So, you know, Suede, um, I've travelled around the world to see them. I you would, have. I, You're a super fan. I would. I love them dearly. Excellent. Um, I love them with Bernard Moore. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll get and what are you going to play with so when COVID hit right Mm -hmm. my husband and I this was like just before when just before COVID hit my husband and I like when when we first met we um we bonded over certain bands and one of them was Supergrass and Mm. we found out that they were touring again and because when they broke up honestly I was devastated because when they did come to New Zealand I wasn't old enough to go to a concert in Auckland Mm. by myself I saw them Shush, shush you, shush. Anyway, I'm very jealous. Um, so anyway, and we talked about the fact that, and he wasn't in New Zealand at that point, he mm. was in England anyway. So anyways, um, we found out that they were touring again and we looked at each other and we we're like, you know what, even if they only go to Australia, we're going, no matter what, mm. we're going. That concert got cancelled because of lockdown and COVID. So we never got to see them. But anyway, I just want to show you or explain how much I absolutely love this band. So um, I'm going to play Caught by the Fuzz. Um, It's one of their first singles. And yeah, and it's all about when they, um, I'm not going to talk about (laughs) what they were in possession of when they did get caught, but it is about having a good old chat to a Bobby who was saying, you naughty lads. And it was um, Gaz Coombs' older brother who um, was steering them in the wrong direction at that point. But you know what? (laughs) They made a song about it. And it's (laughs) a classic song. It's a classic song. And so here is Supergrass with uh, Caught by the Fuzz.
Super oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that is a great song. Absolutely. Um, what was the first Supergrass song you ever heard? I think it was all right. Oh, so it was a good song then. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, I did like going out and yeah. um, moving. Moving, I really love. Yeah, my mum called that boring. No way. I know. With the pogos. I no no. That was late in the day. Um, no, oh, late the, in the day. The, the song for moving. Yeah. When so when moving came out, um, that was when we had Juice TV in New Zealand, and I think it was free for about a year, which is mm. exciting times. Um, that was also when I discovered Muse as that well. Was when it was after eleven. Yes. Used to be able to, yeah, and that's all I did after eleven pm yeah. was watch Juice TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very very late nights. Yeah, um, yeah and um, there was a point though when Mum saw the video for Moving. Maybe it was on Video Hits. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Um, and yeah, Mum was just like, "Oh, this is so boring. Change the channel." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" No, we had a lot of arguments about music yeah. back then. Oh, well, yeah, Radiohead was not okay, according to them. <laughs> yeah, Late in the Day is a brilliant song. That's another one. I think my mm. favourite one is, a, is one of their later ones called St. Petersburg. That's I a nice really, song, yeah. I really love that song very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but lots, so much to love. This, I, I suspect this show could go on for ages. But we could yeah. just do a Supergrass show. But anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, anyway, let's go. What is what is next, babe? What's right. next? For me, I'm going to play Pulp. Oh, yes. So we all love Pulp, Jarvis Cocker and company. Um, mm. Brilliant band, around for a long time. Actually, mm. he's got a biography. It was sort of, it's sort of a memoir. Um, it was framed really well. So he was looking through a, a whole book. lot of, yeah. So he's got his memoir. It's called Good Pop, Bad Pop. Isn't good cop, bad cop. Um, but Will I it, find this at UBS? Uh, you might. You might also find it on my bookshelf if you want to read it. Yay! But I want to keep uh, it. <laughs> keep no, it. No, you can't keep mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he it's framed really well. He's um, So Jarvis Cocker a few years ago was looking, uh, had to look through some old stuff that he had. And he was finding all the stuff from his early life and career. And it was basically, instead of a uh, um, chronological memoir, he was looking at all of the stuff that you know, meant something to him. And he started framing his, his story around the stuff. Hmm. And it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, so I could talk about that all day. Great book. But I'm going to play a pulp song that um, they used to be called Arabica's Pulp. Just, just you know, put that out there. <laughs> um, so, you know, huge with the song Common People in 1995. Um, yeah. Um, my Disco 2000. Disco 2000. Yeah. The Nick Cave. I was going to play the Nick Cave cover of Disco 2000 in a covers show. But I, I didn't uh, for a number of reasons because, you know, there are just so many so many awesome covers to play. But yeah. that is a great cover. Um, but the album This Is Hardcore is uh, probably my, f- well, they're in a different class of my favourite pop they're albums. They're classic albums, though. Yeah, they the, are. In they? itself, whether, whether yeah. you're talking about Britpop or not, yeah. they are classic albums. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, uh, there's a great um alternative Bond song called Tomorrow Never Lies and there's a a great satire song called Cocaine Socialism which talks about how Noel Gallagher was invited well not Noel Gallagher but the musicians were invited to Downing Street with Tony Blair and basically it was just uh, an opportunity for you know a lot of a lot of bad behavior with with um, with politicians. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me, though. I no. mean, that also happens in New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, but this song, After You, is very disco, and it was released in 2013 when they um, reformed for a, f- a few shows. And they're doing the same this year, and I'm really gutted because I can't the, go. Was that when the movie came out? Yes. Supermarkets think, and... Yeah, 
What's it called? Um, Pulp and supermarkets or something. Supermarkets and something. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, went to the we went to Rialto to see it. Awesome. Rialto? No, Regent. Yep. Regent. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, great film as well. So mm. um, yeah, this is the single after you that came out um, around that time. Here we go.
I'm sorry. That was super cool. It was very cool. I'm not sorry about it, actually. That no. was just like one of the – That's. I mean, it's pulp. So at the end of the day, they're yeah. going to be amazing. But still, very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, because it is, I can't hear myself very well with these headphones. Something's going on with my headphones. That's okay. Uh-oh. I'll figure it out. It's fine. I can, I can still, hear you. I can still hear my voice. I know what I'm saying. Um, so, I think one of the biggest things that happened around the Britpop era uh, was um, the argument, I guess you could say, between Blur and Oasis. Oh, Blur. Um, oh yeah, we're totally we're blur girls here. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and you know, but I don't think blur are great. But if I had to choose, it's blur. <laughs> I love blur personally. Per, yeah, well, and you know, I love some of these songs. Yeah, but it's just some of the things that they got up to. I mean, that, that's the thing with Britpop. The behaviour was just oh, oh yeah, a hundred percent a whole behaviour. Like yeah. I mean, I, when Damon Albin came over, I think it was I think it was in '97 when Blur were playing here, and some of the interviews that he did, like he was either really hungover or on something else because he was just not with it and doing really terrible interviews and coming across as not a great person. But then the songs, the songs are just fabulous. Mm. So I think he's changed his ways now. I like to think that being a bit older, but more experienced in the ways of life and. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, so. you know, you know, they were young. They were they were huge pop star rock, rock stars. Yeah, pop rock stars. Yeah, um, exactly. Know, they got away with a lot. They were they were the face of a movement of a generation movement. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you can't really. I mean, I'm not excusing their behaviour, but you know, when you're when you've got that much pressure on you yeah. to deliver all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and you were saying about lads before. Mm. Do you do you recall the ladettes? Yes. Yeah. So there were lots of ladies who would act uh, similar to boys. That was really interesting. Mm. There was a there was a documentary about the ladettes, which was um and you know, girls trying no, no, I have to admit, I may have been a little bit of a ladette at one point. Because it was all about um girls trying to keep up with the boys mm. and yeah. competing with them. And that wreaked havoc on their bodies because mm. as much, you know, as we I mean we talk about equality and we are as people, but when it comes to our body shapes and sizes, we do have different needs. Mm-hmm. And if you go overboard on certain things, our metabolism doesn't look after ourselves as well as a yeah. as a man's body would. Or I shouldn't say man, a, mess, a, a male body. So it's, um, yeah, and so there were, when the Lidettes came out, that was um, a really, really interesting movement in itself, mm. really. Um and interesting times. But anyway, I want to play one of their older songs, There's No Other Way, for the main reason is that in the video they look like the Beatles. So, um, so that's <laughs> oh, what I'm going to... Actually, gonna... that's a good point that yeah. we have to bring up here is that now it's 30 years since Britpop and yeah. then it was 30 years since the Beatles. That's true. So what's and the movement now? What are we, what are we waiting for now? What's uh, happening? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't I, keep I up. I don't know. But the Beatles also were having their own significant cultural renaissance at this time because while they were you know hugely important they weren't they weren't seen as the huge huge cultural touchstone as they became at that time the anthology Mm. the anthology came out and suddenly you had all of these teenagers who thought john was cute who thought paul was cute who wanted to be just like george harrison you we had we had like teenagers listening 
for listening to Strawberry Fields Forever on repeat constantly mm. and thinking that happiness is a warm gun was like a totally profound experience. And mm. I was one of those teenagers. So, yeah, and it was huge. But it went back. Uh, I remember when the um, the um, BBC sessions came out before that and then they yes. reissued Red and Blue. And, mm-hmm. yes. and I remember the ad campaigns because remember when Rick, you could see an ad on TV for an album? Yes, a long time ago. I know. Yes, you yes, know, yes. it's so amazing. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the Beatles also were huge in the 90s. Yeah, they were. To number one. They, yep, yep, yep. Did Real Love as well? I don't know. I think Real Love, maybe not so much. Yeah, that video, though. If you want to cry, you watch the video for Real Love. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we're back to Blue. <laughs> Of course, we've reverted it back to the Beatles. Okay, let's <laughs> let's go with her and uh, and their song. There's no other way. Out of everything 
ORFM, Dunedin Voices, Dunedin Stories. Unless you are on ORFM 105.4 FM, Misadventures in Sound with Vicky and Amanda. And we're here to bring you an adventure through Brit Pop. I have to be careful not that I don't pop my peas on the microphone when we say this pop. Music, yeah. So we are going through um, the the songs that that made it, our favourite songs, and just having a chinwag about how awesome Britpop is, mm. really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Can I ask a favour? Yeah. You know how we just played Blur. Yeah. Do you think maybe we could play Gorillas next? Yes. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so obviously Gorillas, um, one of Damon Albarn from Blur's. Um, more recent bands. The side project. The, well, the side project, which sort of overcame everything went else. Boom. Yeah. yeah. He's got about three side projects, and this one is, you know, the main project now. Mm. Uh, but Cracker Island is their latest song, uh, latest album, mm. latest album. And this song is with Stevie Nicks, and it's called Oil. Um, so I haven't actually looked at the lyrics to this one, so I haven't either. So hopefully this. Well, Stevie's on it. She doesn't really swear. No, yeah, we'll be anyway. all right. We'll be okay. Yeah. If you if you don't know if you haven't heard of Gorillas and didn't realise that there was that connection, Gorillas is actually um, it's like a computer animated um, front. So like Damon and the rest of the crew are kind of like characters. Um, mm. I can't remember their actual names if I'm if I'm honest. But they look like we monkeys. Can find them. Yeah. yeah, 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 and um, and of course they they came out with Feel Good and Dear and all sorts yeah. of songs. Oh, um, Sean Ryder. Yeah, but back in two thousand and four, did they start? I th- around that time, yeah. yeah, 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 around the resurgence of British popular music. Yeah, yeah, of British rock music. Yeah, and um, and it was it was a totally different sound, um, mm. to Blur. However, it was. St- really good like whatever mm. I, I, I feel whatever Damon yeah. touches seems to turn to gold no matter what he does <laughs> so um, anyway without further ado let's have a listen to Oil Oh 
gorillas and Stevie Nicks. That's oil from Cracker Island. Awesome. You know what? I'm going to change my headphones. You keep talking, Amanda. Okay, I will. I'm having technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, so um, we're going to play the um, the New Zealand cover version. Okay. So the band Yumi Zuma, a number of years ago, um, actually covered the entire Oasis album, What's the Story, Morning Glory. Ah. Um, and they just reissued it uh, for... Um, the most recent uh, this year's uh, record store day as well, oh, cool. uh, which is really cool. So um, I've dis- uh, decided to play Champagne Supernova, uh, which is um, is it the last song on What's the Story Morning Glory? I cannot remember. No. It has been a long time since yeah. I've actually heard that song. Yeah. If I'm honest, of that whole album. It has been a while. It has, yes, it has been a while. You know, that's one of my big regrets. I had an original pressing of that on vinyl, and I sold it because the band really annoyed me. <laughs> How much did you sell it for? Uh, not much. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It'll yeah. be worth a bit now. Yeah, but I do still have an original pressing of definitely maybe. Okay. Which I liked far more. Anyway, okay. um, that's a that's an aside about my um, regrets with records. <laughs> So <laughs> that, should be, that should be a theme for our show. It's with records. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, here we have Champagne Supernova, um, covered by Yumi Zuma uh, and originally by Oasis. Yeah. 
Tony Zuma. And we're back. That that's said it was six minutes long. Oh, did that feel like six minutes? It was only three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, felt no very, I felt very short. <laughs> it was very short, but that yeah. was Champagne Serving Over by Yumi yeah. Zuma. Yeah, so um, of course we had to play an Oasis song because it's blit. So I want to play a song that the video was really big back in the 90s, but the band itself didn't probably take off as well as as it probably should have in New Zealand, but they were pretty big over in England. So there was a band called Space and there was a band called Catatonia and they did a little bit of a duet. So Space did a song called Avenging Angels, which was really cool. I don't know Avenging Angels, but I do know Female of the Species. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was that from the Austin Powers movie? Yes, but the album came out and there was this album yeah. called Spiders and yeah. it had a picture of a bathtub covered in tarantulas. Ew. It was quite Was that on it? Was that a space album? Yeah, that, that was Because the space album that I know had like a, um, it looked like a, a spaceship. Yeah, I know the one that you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, this one, um, this one had Female of the Species on it. Uh, yeah. yeah, lovely. Yeah. But that is a good point. The Austin Powers soundtrack, yeah. which, you know, um, had uh, um, Space and also Broadcast, who mm. were a post Britpop um, British band. And, you know, Mike the Flowers things. Pops. Yeah, is that Mike, what's Mike and the Flower yeah. Pops. Yeah. Because after a while, you're my wonder. <laughs> that was a great. Oh, actually, we should have played that. that was we should have. And the BBC song. Oh, yes, BBC. Which. A few years ago, Mike Myers got on stage with Neil and Liam Finn and they did BBC. No way. Yes way. Oh, that that is so cool. There is footage. Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) Anyway, let's play. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so this is called The Ballad of Tom Jones and it's about a couple who um, are on the verge of breaking up, but basically Tom Jones is what keeps them together. Um, So, yeah, so here we go. Ballad of Tom Jones. Change your mind and then slam on the 
the ballad of Tom Jones. Very spacey. And we have just been singing it off ear. Yeah, and we really, yeah, it's just the lyrics are fabulous. Yeah, it's it, there, but you know, it reminds me of Pantomime now, <laughs> looking back on it. I just, I, yeah, I'm sort of regretting not bringing it to the comedy show, but still, we got to play it today. So exactly. that's all good. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Um, I'm just doing a bit of a Google scroll about space because I've missed listening to that band. It's been a long time since I've properly listened to it. But anyway, we're doing Britpop. The, our time is almost up, so Vicky, stop talking about nothing. <laughs> um, Amanda, what are we playing next? I'm going to play Echo Belly. Oh, cool. So um, Echo Belly uh, were around in 1994. Um, uh, one of the, you know, there were a few bands that featured women prominently and Echo Belly was one of them. We didn't play Elastica. Um, I really wanted to play I thought about playing Elastica and I really yeah. do love playing Elastica but I thought everyone plays Elastica yeah but so I thought let's let's play Echo Belly okay. so this is a song uh, called Insomniac cool and um, I'm just reading a bit about this on uh, the um, wonderful Wikipedia uh, <laughs> so it's about you know um, you know substance abuse um, and Apparently, it's either a gentle warning on the dangers of um, of speed, mm. or about uh, there's another um, another idea that it could be and a dig at the um, at the drugs uh, drugs driven lifestyle of uh, the Britpop scene. Um, yeah, which is highlighted in some of the lyrics. Apparently, that makes sense. So um, yeah, you know, bad behaviour you know happens in every scene. Not. Not mm-hmm. defending it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a fact that it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here we go. So let's play um, Echo Belly and Insomniac, um, sung by the wonderful Sonia Madden. Here we go.
And there we go. Yeah, we're almost at the end of our show. Um, to be honest, we haven't played everything that we wanted to play, um, but that's the the nature of the beast. And um, but we hope you've enjoyed our Britpop journey. Um, I know I have. It's been yeah, great. It's been great. Yeah, I feel like I'm really energized. I'm in a great mood. Yeah, <laughs> could take on the world. Um, it is something that really puts us both in a good mood because we grew up with this music. Yeah. And I mean, I know that I was in my teens when. Uh, this was happening and you know I came of age loving this band yeah. uh, loving these bands and loving this yeah. uh, this thing you look back on it now and you think eh, a bit sketchy but you know 100% but, but like, you do that with everything so yeah I mean I was 13 when we had um, EMTV and that was and when we came home from school watched Eddie Temple Morris on up for it and these were the songs that we heard and so yeah. that was that was our yeah. lives this is one that we did that we that we heard growing up um, that we're going to uh, leave you with uh, before we head away so thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, in fact, I don't know if we were going to get a chance to play it. I'm going to push play now and see what happens. Kaki day. Bye. Let us take you on a journey. Misadventures in Sound with Vicky and Amanda. We'll tell stories and create connections with your new favourite sounds, including New Zealand faves and rarities. We're just two music geeks trying to make our way in the world, and we're taking you along for the ride. Misadventures in Sound, 7pm every second Saturday on ORFM Dunedin and podcast from oar.org.nz. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.